Once upon a time, Chris called Dan and said, I'm having an idea. When Dan got over his initial shock and horror, he agreed to hear Chris out. Suddenly, a podcast was born, and somehow I was sucking into recording the intro to give them a little bit of legitimacy. And so, here we are. Welcome to the Dan and Chris Save the World podcast. The Dan and Chris podcast has been fortified with six essential vitamins and minerals. Please use only as directed. Be careful operating heavy machinery while listening to this podcast. If you are pregnant or may become pregnant, please consult a physician before listening to this podcast. No animals were harmed in the creation of this podcast. For best results, open your mind and smile while listening. Continued use of this podcast has been known to cause hilarity in certain individuals. Proceed, Proceed at, at your, your own, own risk. risk. Hello? Hello? Wait, did, did I, I call you? you? No, no, you called me. Wait, wait, no, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was that all about? <laughs> are, are, are you okay over there? <laughs> what? That's our, that's our, it's like our gig. It's like, oh. a, wait, 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 you know, it's like, oh, like, um, no, I'm pretty sure it was my turn to say hello. Was it your mm. turn to say hello? I don't remember. And then there's the squeak again. <laughs> How are you, my brother? Oh, I don't know. How uh, <laughs> it's, just... it's been that kind of a day. <laughs> yeah, this has been. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's been. Uh, yeah. All right. So let's get the basic stuff out of the way. How are you feeling? Okay. I'm feeling. I'm feeling right now. Okay. So, With your hands. Yes. Um, I'm at the end of my cycle, my my chemo cycle. So this okay. is my this is my fourth cycle. So this is the, the we're recording this on my last day. So I am uh, well filled up with with chemo drugs at this point. Oh, isn't that lovely? So yeah. So, so this is the first time on the higher dose too. So the full the okay. full full cycle on the higher dose. So let me ask you this then: What is next? So I get a week off. Okay. And then I get to do this again. A fifth cycle. So there's gonna be a total of six cycles. Ah! Ah! Oh my god! So yeah, so by the end of June, I should be done. Okay. So and then what happens after that? Then I have to meet with my surgeon again. Okay. And when the last time I met with him, he said six to eight weeks after chemo is done, then um, I should be able to get my ileostomy reversed. <coughs> six to eight weeks. So pretty so much on the doorstep of of FC three. By the end of summer, by mid to late August, I'm hoping to get, be able to get the surgery scheduled. Okay. So that's going to be, it's not as intense as my last surgery, but I still would be probably in the hospital for at least three or four days from what I understand. Um, and then there's still, still a recovery after that. But okay. um, but it's just basically getting to getting to use my new uh, poop channel there. So, you know, that's uh, the exciting part there. Well... <laughs> Here's to the amazing colon. That's right. And yeah, I was, I was excited. The, the, the news came today that they recommended to start doing colonoscopies earlier now. So it's like, Oh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's amazing because based on your recommendation, you urging me to do so, I did reach out to my, my physician during my annual physical back in February. Mm-hmm. And supposedly I have the referral and I did the paperwork, but I haven't heard anything. Hmm. So I'm going to have to do some, you know what? I have a vacation time coming up in June, yeah. so I'll take some time to catch up on all my me work. Yeah, I think a lot of them are backed up, too. So did your poop for the most part. But <laughs> That's part of the problem. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but, I, but I, I think there's their, their, their schedules have, there, a lot of people are getting them because I, and I heard people I have to say like months in advance and things. So. Uh-huh. Which uh-huh. is good. So, I mean, like, if I would have been able to do this earlier, then I wouldn't have, I, I wouldn't have gone through as much as I am probably. Okay. So, if the if the cancer hadn't grown as big as it did, uh-huh. then I might have, I might not have had had to have the surgery for one thing. So that's a possibility. So, you know, yeah. it's, earlier is better. Absolutely. Well, we had done kind of like the timing of it. I don't, if I remember correctly, we were like. They were saying this thing had probably been growing for about what five years is what they were saying. At least a few years, because the, the the colon cancers are usually you said usually a slow growing cancer. Okay. So based on the size of it, it said it's probably been there for you know, growing for at least a few years. Jesus. And if you'd been screened at you know thirty five, as opposed to well, you know 
even 45 or 46 or, you know, within the, yeah, it would have, it could have been caught earlier and then I might not have had to go, you know, it could have gone away with just, you know, the, the initial radiation and the chemo mm-hmm. versus, versus having to go through surgery and everything else and all the fun stuff. But, right. But, you know, it could have been worse too. Cause I could have, you know, I could have let it go longer and then it could have spread. So, you know, there's also gotta, viable. Yeah. You know, so, you know, if it's, if it had spread, I'd be in stage four and then I'd be in more serious chemo right now because mm-hmm. then, you know, because then there would be stuff to go through. So, you know, it's, it is what it is at this point. Now I can't go back and change it, of course, but, you know, I can always wish, but, right. um, you know, it is what it is. So, you know, I'm just thankful that I got it when I did and it wasn't any worse than it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I should, I'm hopefully right now pretty much cancer free and hopefully, you know, if there are any stray nasty little cells wandering around this chemo takes them out and uh, shows no mercy to them. That's and, it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then I can move on and uh, be a, be officially a cancer survivor. You know, <laughs> I'm excited to have that moment of being able to share that with you and basically say, yes, that is the truth. He is a cancer yeah. survivor. Basically they said, you know, after, Five years, you know, because I have to get tested like every year for five years or something like that. Okay. Um, if after five years, if it doesn't come back, then they that's when they kind of call you a cancer survivor, I guess. So, all right. So yeah. So so when you when you can drive fifty five. That's right. Hey, <laughs> I can't drive fifty five. Get him, Sammy. Get him. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's not gonna leave. So how you doing? I'm okay. I I am doing well. Uh, work has, it's, it, I'm in that zone of work right now where we have to monitor everybody's grass Mm -hmm. and then I have all my normal caseload and I have my inspections and there's paperwork that I'm missing and it's like, (laughs) you know, and, and I've made my, I realized as I look back at things that I'm just a lot busier than I expected to be. Mm. And that's okay. You know, it's, it's not a complaint really. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's a matter of fact, um, you know, but like, I came out of the bullpen uh, for Tanya and Randy's Thursday evening D and D game. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the party is towards the end of their big campaign. They're in the upper levels. Uh, a couple of regular members were having a hard time getting there on a regular basis. They needed the help. So I showed up, you know, it's, it's not bad every Thursday playing a little Dungeons and Dragons. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but when that came campaign is over with, I'm going to step back because I did a quick calculus and mm-hmm. I'm DMing two, playing in Four at the moment. Wow. So my social life is basically D and D, which I don't mind. Yeah. It's a lot yeah. of fun. I I I play with some great people. I've got the the party that you know the usual folks at Tiny and Randy's house. You know our buddy Evan, his daughter Hunter, um, our friend Sean. You know who's done security for FC three, mm-hmm. and then my Saturday crew is from Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan. You know, and they, I found them by accident and it's been such a wonderful situation. We get along so well with each other. We enjoy, you know, getting a chance to just shoot, you know, shoot the shit and talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And, um, and one of our guys, <clears throat> our main DM, uh, Vinny is, um, he's, it's, he's opening up an opportunity where he's going to be DMing quote unquote professionally. Oh. So he's going to be DMing it on a, on a, like a, a like a service. So there's going to be people paying a subscription to basically sit at the table and then he'll provide the content. Interesting. And, and he's a little nervous about that. Um, but you know, he's got, he's got brilliant ideas mm-hmm. and he's got all of us behind him, supporting him and, and trying to urge him to keep going. Cause he just does a great job. The, the game that he first DM for us, he was running two parties side by side. Um, simultaneously in the same game world, basically from two different angles on the same plot line. Wow. So he had us on Saturday and he had another crew on Sunday and they were attacking the same villains from two different angles. And he was giving them different plot points and different, like different goals and whatnot, but he, he balanced that sucker. It's, it's it worked. Interesting. Yeah. You have to be good for that. I mean, no. and, and you know, and it also helps when you have veteran players, people who are into it and, and wanting to, you know, be the story. Mm-hmm. And and we are all invested. We're regular veteran players, and it, it was be just, the story. Oh, that, and that's the yeah. thing. D and D really is is be the story. It's not listen to it. It's not encounter it. It's be mm-hmm. the story. And I'm apparently going to be getting an op- opportunity starting tomorrow night. Well, yes. you know, this past Wednesday night mm-hmm. uh, when you guys are listening to this podcast. But 
I'm going to start teaching some uh, a handful of Girl Scouts. I'm excited about that. I'm I'm, I'm it, seeing if we can if we can stream it. How this is going to work out? Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. And and I you know Tanya and I were talking about it. And I have <clears throat> excuse me, I have a game world of my own that a homebrew that I created something like 30 years ago when I first mm-hmm. started DMing. And so I have 30 years of I think maybe 13 different campaigns that have played in that world. Mm-hmm. You know, with several different players over several different characters, dozens of different characters and epic moments. And I'm actually DMing my kids and their friends in that game world right now on Sundays, every other Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I'm planning on doing something very epic with it. And I was sitting back thinking, I'm like, well, I can throw them into any era. I've got four ages of, of civilization in this game world at this point. I can throw the Girl Scouts anywhere in there. But then I thought about it and I'm like, this is going to be my whole premise. I want to inspire at least one of them at that table to want to be a DM themselves. Okay. And my thinking is if I hit them with this 30 year old game world that I have spent all of this time writing all of these maps and all these notes, and I have all of this lore and all of these stories that I can hail from it. They might look at that as very daunting. I can't do that. That's the worry I have. My concern is that Hmm. somewhere along the line, in the process of trying to inspire them to want to do their own thing, I might accidentally make make it too difficult for them. Now, I'm not going to hold this world back. I'm going to introduce them to it little by little as I I use analog stories and say, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, well, I did this in this world. My my thinking, though, is 100% a brand new game world, brand new homebrew, no lore other than some basic kind of concepts and some ideas that I've already started writing an outline out and let the kids at the table tell me where things are going to go. Let them tell me that they want to go visit the elves and okay, now I'll whip up an elven kingdom. Okay. And, and, Oh, you know, are there dwarves? You tell me what would the dwarves be like? Have them be intrinsically involved in the building of the world that they're going to play in. <clears throat> I see that as two, I've seen that as two kind of a two pronged win where it'll help them be more invested as players because they're, and I'm not going to hand a hundred, I'm not handing the reins completely over to them as the dungeon master. Tanya and I are going to be the dungeon masters together. Okay. And, and she's going to like handle modules and stuff like that, where she can kind of guide them through a module. And then I can do like a lot of lore building and world building and stuff. And so, like I said, two things, it helps them as players be more invested in the world because they know in their own way, they're helping create it. Like I might even give them plots of land that their mission is to clear it out, handle all the problems that may arise and build their own, you know, build their own city state if they want, Hmm. you know, but then also more to the point, um, I know there was a second point and I forgot what it was all of a sudden. It's amazing. As play, but then, yeah, but then it shows the, the future dungeon masters how easy it is because they can see themselves doing it from scratch. Okay. All right. That's that's my thinking is if if like, say, you know, girl number one, you know, the, the troop leader or whatever the case, you know, she's like the the lead dog, um, you know, she's she's kind of into it and she's understanding and she's picking up on the lessons I'm teaching. You know, she's seeing what Tanya has been doing. She's seeing what we do at the table and how we adjudicate everything. You know, it might inspire her to say, you know what, I can do that. You know that I, here's my here's here's. Oh, hey, Chris, this is how I would do this. OK, write it down. This is how I would do that. Okay, cool. And then that would take me and give me an opportunity to say, you know, you know, girl number one, that's that's a great idea. And here's how I enveloped it even further in my own homebrew world, you know. And we can kind of do that thing. And then over time, you know, as they're more comfortable, then I can kind of hit them with Terenia at full throttle. Here's a thirty-year-old game world that I have tons of source material on. Now you're going to adventure in my headspace. So Let me get, show you what it's So as a as a get warming up, getting the, getting them into it and understanding, you should you can let them try to build it, and then after exactly that, move them into the more established role playing and game. There, exactly. You know, hit them with the hard mm-hmm. stuff after they've seen how easy it is to really kind of lay the foundation and create it for themselves. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, it's I'm excited yeah. for that opportunity, and you know, and it's weird because. This is really going to be more of a teaching opportunity for me than a gaming opportunity. Right. Just don't take them to the top of the hill first. Right. And then, <laughs> you know, 
I'm taking him to the bunny hill. That's right. I'm going to take him to the bunny hill, Dan. Excellent idea. Take him to the bunny hill first. And yes, because you work your way up the hill. Don't do because, something silly like take him to the top at the beginning. Yeah, because who would teach somebody to ski I like know. that? That is just crazy. I don't know who That's would do something crazy like talk. that. Oh my gosh, that would, I have no way. An idiot to do something like that. Jeez. <laughs> Let um, me go over here in the corner. Just uh, yeah, and mind your own business. <laughs> damn it! <laughs> See, but it was a life lesson. You know, you you got to learn to build up to it. You don't see what That's what I was trying to do at that time. Um, no, but I like. I think it's a, a, a good idea. I'm, I'm curious. I'm I'm excited to see how it unfolds and everything. So yeah, and, you know, and at the very least, I mean, if we can get the streaming going, that's icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. That that to me, you know, because I know that we've been wanting. To, I've been wanting to do that for a while. You know, ever since Definitely. I first started seeing Critical Role, because mm-hmm. they're just so amazing. These people, they're such a great family vibe, and they're creative, mm-hmm. and they have just a great time crafting, being the story. Right. Right? It's it, and, and the DM, Matt Mercer, he's a legend. This kid is amazing. Mm-hmm. I couldn't call him kid because he's younger than I am. <laughs> right? But he's yeah. just, he's amazing. And he crafts these stories with complications and 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 complexity and these characters. And, he's, and of course, they're all voice actors. So they bring these people to life in a way that I can only dream of. Mm-hmm. And, and this is, it's a great example. Is it, it's, it's, is it the standard? No, it's, it's definitely an exceptional example because not everybody is a voice actor. Right. Not everybody can actually make D and D their, 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 their uh, profession. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I mean, you know, if we make a couple bucks on the side to help the convention out, fantastic. I'm all yeah. in, but, but I don't see myself retiring and being a, uh, a D and D content creator. Not yet. Anyways, not yet. <laughs> you know, that's the thing about D and D is, is it's not a less, a, you, you don't need your knees and your, your, you know, my, my bad ankle can't keep me uh, from being at the game table. So even after I finally retired in 14 years, I can sit back and create D and D content probably for right. like eighth edition at that point. There you go. You know, seventh, eighth edition mm-hmm. Who knows. Yeah, I mean, but, there's still stuff that we can do and not have to uh, stress out, and especially if, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see this, the, the our, our first, uh, our, the Mighty Monkeys first foray into this. Yep. And I'm, I'm hoping to see it grow, you know, and you know, even if we get, you know, however it grows and everything. So this is, this is exciting. It is. It really is. And it means I'm one step closer to my ultimate D&D goal. Which is? Getting you to the damn table. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll be one of the newbies at this point because it's been so. Long. I'll have the Girl Scouts teach you. There you That'll go. Be great. There you oh go. my God, that's it! As soon as I know one of them is going to take over, I'm going to sit you at the table right next to me, and we can play together. That would be <laughs> no, phenomenal. Be Holy awesome. crap! That would that would be like a goal right there. If I can get one of the girls to pony up to take over the table. That's it. That's the day you are joining the table, and I'm sitting right next to you, and but we what? could play. We could play Twin Brothers. Yeah. That, that'd that. Be, that would be a great story to unfold to have them to, to be able to chronicle this whole journey from the start and you teaching yes. them to one taking over and you know are you know doing their own campaign there. That's something we were bad at with FC three. If we had videos of the behind the scenes of FC three, like those early days when we before we even had the sixteen show, mm-hmm. you know, of us just the talks that we had and the ideas that we came up with and and the hurdles that we had to get over to try and get to where we where we are now. Yeah, it's been quite a journey. That would be fun. So the fact that we're going to be able to chronicle this one from day one is kind of cool. I'm looking forward it's to it. It's very cool. Yeah. So I got to clean up the attic because everybody's going to be descending here to, to mm-hmm. La Casa Franca. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they're coming up to the game room in the attic. So I'm looking for, I'm going to clean it all up nice and tidy everything up and probably throw drapes over the piles of stuff in the corner. And <laughs> <laughs> how, how, many, how many girls are, are coming? I'm told five oh, well, with, with one, one girl is bringing their 11 year old younger brother. Okay. And Anne assures me he is quite the mature young man, which is good. Mm-hmm. You know, D and D is really 11, 12 is the minimum in my opinion, because there can be some really interesting themes. Depending on characters. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And there's gaming level violence and things like that. So you want to make sure that they're ready to handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, although, I will tell you this story. I don't want to bog the kids down with it, uh, but I will tell you this story. A long time ago, when I was it was like late Fisher, almost MCC years, and I was still playing with my buddy Carter and Steve and and our our friend Jason Carr, and mm-hmm. we had our regular table. I I can't remember who the young man belonged to, but he I believe he might have been Steve uh, Palermo's nephew or younger cousin. 
I had to put him around 11, 12, right about the age of this young man who's going to be coming over tomorrow. And here we are with these veteran adventurers. We all had like 13th, 14th level characters. You know, we, we guys have been playing, we've been role playing for six, seven, eight years, sometimes 10, 11 in some guys' cases. And so here's this little guy I'd never played before. We created a little halfling thief and we're like, okay, you name him. He goes, I'm going to call him Rhino Man. All right, well, this is not a superhero thing. There's no spandex and capes and stuff. This is all hobbits and, and wizards and swords and sorceries. He goes, okay, cool. He goes, well, then in that case, let's just make it flow better. And, he, and this, the kid said it himself. He goes, I'll call him Rinnaman instead. Okay. I'm like, okay, that's clever. That yeah. got that got my attention right off the bat. The kid was right in, and he, he stepped right into play. I'm like, cool. Yeah. So we're on the road, and our characters were guiding this caravan. And apparently there was a noble's, a noble's daughter and, and, and the noble himself were in the caravan. So we're playing guardi- guardians at this point and we get attacked and we're, mm. you know, we're going to town and, and these were some heavy hitting, you know, thugs, which was very weird. We were kind of like blown away by the fact that these guys were hitting pretty hard and we were all fairly advanced guys. Well, at one point, Rinneman in all of his second level glory, uh, got his ass handed to him and wound up in a ditch. Okay. That happened. Okay. And, you know, we, the, the fight is over with our healers get to him quick. We're able to kind of pick him up, dust him off, heal him up a little bit. But my buddy Carter was playing this really trying too hard to be liked kind of fighter. Like he was, he was a good kid. He was a solid kid and was a great warrior. But when it came to social interactions, he just really tried too hard because he knew he was out of place, but he wanted to make a good impression. And so he's saying something to the nobleman's daughter and he takes her hand. Oh, my lady it is, uh, you know, it was worth the effort and you know, it's just, but a little bit of blood worry, not about us. Doesn't the kid, I can't remember his name. Doesn't the kid from the other end of the table goes, Oh God, put me back in the ditch. <laughs> The table erupts. The table absolutely erupts. All of us are crying. We are laughing so hard. I'm like, this kid can hang. This yeah. kid can definitely hang. He can stay. And we were so excited. He, he didn't come back, you know, right away. And he didn't. He was never a member of the regular table. But from what Steve was telling me, he he did play a little bit more after that. And that kid's got to be. Jesus, by now he's got to be in his thirties at this point. I, I, I'm I'm amused to wonder if he still plays or thinks about playing to this day. But that line alone said, "Oh, he can hang." <laughs> he had some good, some yeah. He, he was definitely in it there. So that was, that oh, was put awesome. me back in the ditch! I was like, "Oh my god, perfect, perfect response." Oh, uh, it was awesome. And that's you know those are the stories I look forward to the most. I mean, we get these epic fights. Mm-hmm. And you save the world and you do these amazing things and you, you know, smash the castles and save the, save the populace and, you know, protect the innocent. Or if you're one of the bad guys, you're, you know, conquering the world and defeating the, the innocent and subjugating the, the weak and all that fun stuff. It's possible. Anything's possible in this game. Right. But it's those little moments, those little moments where everybody's on point and in sync and you, you are able to become that that person that you've been playing, that that person no, is no longer on paper. He he or she is you. And you're able to make that person come to life. There is no better feeling. No better feeling in the world. It's a social game. It is. It really I mean, is. Maybe you're not being, not being not, you know, your normal self, but you're being social. And different parts of your personality are going to come out in this. Mm-hmm. And, okay. it, and it teaches problem solving. It teaches mm-hmm. team building. It, it brings people out of their shell. I've seen that at, mm-hmm. at the table. I've, I've been in longstanding campaigns where... Don't forget the satanic, satanic rituals. Oh, yeah, mind. there's that. We, oh. we always <laughs> actually throw one into each campaign just for the sake of the, the tip of the hat to Tipper Gore and her friends. Oh, good. You know, oh, yeah, but this, it, yeah, it's a social game. I mean, It yeah. is. I've seen people grow as a human being playing this game. You get some confidence in, your, in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's... I mean... Yeah, I mean, if you're not comfortable talking with people, you can learn it by living in a fantasy world for a while. Yep. And and being someone else, and then you can learn to do it yourself. And it's a safe space, because if you screw up, it's not life-altering. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. If you screw up, you know, join the club. We've all done it. Yeah, your character might die, but, you know, you're, you're still alive. Yeah, roll a new one. <laughs> or, right. or it's entirely possible that you can just uh, come back, because right. higher-level magic is able to do that. That's right. It's a game. A lot of stuff can happen. Exactly. And that's, I, you know, it, it really has become my jam over the years. It's like my favorite hobby. Mm-hmm. I just, I love to play. I haven't noticed. 
<laughs> you're kind of subtle about it, you know. I mean, yeah, I know. You, you I never, never talk about it, it at all. Me. You know, you never bring it up with me at all. You never say, "Come and play." You know, and, it's partially your fault. I'm into it. <laughs> I know, and I, it's funny when you got into it. I, it's the kind of the time I stopped. I know there was some I, overlap there. There was just some weird stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But we're still young. We got time. Exactly. It's okay, Dan. I still love you. <laughs> oh, thanks, Chris. I love you too. <clears throat> uh, so I'm looking forward to sharing that with with these these young ladies and and their and their one younger brother. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when this when this starts tomorrow, Wednesday. You know, by the time everybody listens to us, it'll be two days ago. Um, so I will probably do a little spot about it on Nerd World News to kind of mm-hmm. like bring people up to speed on what happened and. You know, if we are going to broadcast it, hopefully we'll make it available and we'll let people know. So yeah, hopefully it'll work. Yeah, because I'd like it. I mean, if you can do it yeah. live stream, it'd be great. But you know, yeah. to see how it works, you know, at the very least you can, the very least you can record it. On right. Yeah, right. But I, if you can try to broadcast it, if you can. So. Yeah, I'm just not sure if the phones can handle that kind of thing because it's probably going to be about two and a half hours. So yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. That the camera that you used to record the original FC3 videos with Emily and Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Does that have connectivity? Can we can we like wire it into a computer or something and broadcast through that? Is that a thing? I don't know. It was it wasn't a very good camera. <laughs> I thought it did a fine job. It did okay. The enterprise but, video looks great. Yeah, it did okay, but I don't I've had trouble I've tried to use it recently and it wasn't okay. working too well, but well, I'll um, look into it, some hardware. It, it might, but I mean, oh, I mean, if we can stream it, then it's just the regular webcams are, are you know, would be sufficient. Okay. You know, so I mean, if you're, if you're using phones, you're just streaming to, you know, StreamYards. Uh huh. So they're not they're not recording themselves. They're just just using to make sure they don't they're charged last. So just plug them in. I, I see a time where if we're going to take this seriously, we'll probably have like a three camera setup all plugged into a laptop with a switcher. And then somebody will have to be like sitting on that computer, kind of doing a directing job of, of switching back and forth between cameras. Yeah. We got a little ways to go before that though. Yeah. But you know, that's, <laughs> yeah. but this is my job where I have to think that far ahead so that everybody yep. else can tell me what is and is not feasible. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I might've looked into stuff like that a little bit, but you I'm, might have, yeah, but um, we're not quite ready for that yet. But yeah, yeah. If, if we do get to that point, I'll be excited to, uh, to work on that. So it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. It'll be fantastic. But I think we can do something, you know, just using phones and webcams right now, just to start mm-hmm. with. So mm-hmm. just to get get an idea. And and the personalities will come through that way anyway. So Right. Just make sure there's good lighting. Um, right now, yeah. The the basements are or the attic is is, is in decent shape for that. Okay. You know. Worst comes a, to worst, I can I can put a couple of other lamps in there and, and brighten it up a little bit. But I got a few light bars, I think so. Still. Nice. But anyway, nice. so yeah, so there's that. So that's that's a good thing coming on. What it else is. is going on in our lives? Um, FC three planning. FC three planning has been going strong. I, I see you and Ann chatting all the time. Trying to get some more guests. Trying to right. That has been a hard equation to solve. It's, it's hard finding the right guests and the right. Yeah. I mean, the the good news is that there's some that will be more flexible because of COVID. Right, you but know, then so. there are some that are like. No, we're trying to make a living too, and we respect that. That's fine, but holy right. crap! But that, yeah. So, I mean, the, the the one the one I was talking about, you know, not to mention any names yet because there's right. You know, you don't don't do even that. know if it's going to happen. Yeah, um, we don't. We don't. We don't do that. Uh, you know, tease. Right. You know, it's you know the the their their initial price was way high, and then you know we got them down. I got them down to like half, uh-huh. and which is more feasible. We just got to decide if if this is the right guest for us. And there's is that uh, the one that. Billy was putting two cents in on. Yes. Okay. So that we makes didn't sense. we didn't hear back from from Billy on that. To, yeah. Um. You know, just to get you know, see if it's if it, if the guess makes sense for us. Right. Um. And then feed you know, him tacos. He'll make plenty of sense. That's right. Um. I know. And you know, Brian's looking at getting some looking at some names there. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're just trying to find some unique guests that will make an impression on people. And, exactly, and I'm excited that you know the COVID rules are are getting are heading in the right direction. Yes, 
They so, seem to be relaxing even more every every day now. It's kind of so wild. I'm excited to see what September will bring. You know, if you know if we can kind of you know reduce or eliminate social distancing by then. Yeah. You know, and you know, mask or no mask, whatever. You know, if you know, we get you know, because our plan right now is you know proof of vaccination or you know at the very least proof of negative COVID test. Yeah. Um, you know if and you know and if we can do that and then no masks, that will make a much more comfortable experience there. Exactly. You know, I, I know. Exactly. People, so yeah, it's I'm I'm excited to see what I mean. I'm I'm glad that I, I was nervous for a while. And rightfully so. We we were in a tight spot, mm-hmm. and you know we still have our our, our plan B where, um, you know we have to hit the brakes and re you know push back to April of twenty two. Yeah, but I'm it's looking more more and more positive. So I mean, yes, New York City Marathon has announced that you know they're they're going. That's, you know, they're expecting thirty three thousand really? people. Thirty three thousand people. They're opening it up to. Oof. Oh, that's well, cool. The New York City, they're, they're normally about almost twice that, about usually 50,000 50, plus uh-huh, like but still. 2019. So they're open <clears> to 33,000 people. That's, I mean, that's a lot of people. It's better than five. New York Comic Con is, is happening, I think. I really? They're going to go? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what their capacity is or anything, but. Um, but I, I, did San Diego, did they? They, they, they held off this year. Okay. They, they, they skipped this year. Um, I'm, I'm 90% sure. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, but, but, I mean, but in New York in November, so, you know, and San Diego's in, in, in July. Right. Um, so hopefully that's the difference. That's, that's the ball game right there. Yeah. No in-person attendance this year. They're doing it just virtual again this year. So, um, San Diego is. Yeah. So and yeah, I mean, so it's they're they're starting to come around. You know, the fact that you know New York City is one of the, you know one of the biggest ones in in the country here. So mm-hmm. and the fact that you know that they're planning on um, coming back in November in person, then that's a, a huge thing. I just hope people understand that we're trying to do what's best. That's right. the thing. Yeah, you know, that's that's all that matters to me is that people if if they're not in agreement with what we're doing, at least they understand that we're trying to do what we think is best for everybody. Right. We want to be, have a, a healthy and safe environment. Yep. And, you know, and, the, and right now, and I said, everything's can change, but right now, the, these are what we're looking at. You know, the, the, the you know, as of today, we, we'd say masks, but tomorrow it might, you know, masks might not be necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, today we're saying, you know, poop vaccination <clears throat> and tomorrow, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, yeah. places like Disney World is is relaxing their mask. You know, all, all the big parks in in Florida are relaxing their mask things. You know, so you know, I just outside hope it's not too soon. Yeah, I mean they're they're going slower than the rest of the state is because you know there's they're still still saying you know if you're out in the park walking around you can take off your mask, but like in attractions and and you know in places you know in in transportation and attractions and stuff like that still wear your mask type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're 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 not just going fully gung ho and and removing everything. Makes sense. Um, makes sense. And just get you know, and you got to do state step by step. You know, and, and you know, take that next step, see how it works out, make sure the ground the, the footing is, is the grounding the ground is is solid. Then take right. the next step, one foot yeah. in front of the other. Exactly. So yeah, so it's exciting. It's it's I, I you know it's what we're hoping for this year. And I'm, so you know, we trained for this. We really did. When we pulled off the number four show in basically three months, oh that gosh. was that was fate's way of saying you guys need to be ready for this because we're going to mess with you a little bit. <laughs> that, that that show is crazy. I mean, the, just the the fact that yeah, we did it basically in three months. Mm-hmm. We did. We did not. That was the first time we did not have a setup day. Yes. You know, so you know we couldn't we couldn't set up the Friday. We had to set up Saturday morning. Oh my gosh, that was so stressful. But somehow we did it. There's no somehow involved. We are badasses. Oh my gosh, that that's all crazy. you need to know. <laughs> you know, but yeah, because they had a what they had a game on Friday, so we you know after the oh yeah, we had to fight off a hockey game of all things. But but a- we did the the big plus was a we were able to at least load people's stuff in on Friday, right? So that that was definitely a big thing for that because otherwise I don't think it, it wouldn't have worked at all. I don't think. No. No, so we would have been dead in the water. It was it was a a, a neat environment there. 
Yeah, I just wish we could have, I don't know, gotten a little more support out of them. I think is, is the, the way yeah, I want to say it. Overall, the staff were good, but like the like the definitely there was problems with the food stands because we didn't the, they didn't have the food stands that they they told us would be open. Right, that's that um, was a big hurt. I think that was the that was one of the bigger problems for most other things. I mean, they're very responsive for everything. So in, in, but it was just too expensive a, of a venue for us. Yeah. I mean, they, they did a, a, a I, overall, they did a, a really great job, you know, except for the food, everything, everything was clean. They were on the ball. They were, they were everywhere you needed them to be, but they had tons of security. Yeah. They overdid oh my. The, that was God. part of why they were so expensive because they overdid the security. They didn't know what to expect. <laughs> they had an army. Mm-hmm. And then we had Sean. Yes. Sean had an easy time that year. Yeah. I mean, it was funny. I I, I had to, I looked at it at one point. I'm like, well, you know, we have Sean and they have an army. They're evenly matched. I'm pretty sure Sean yeah. can take them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But we got to see a lot more of the arena than I've ever seen before. It was great. That's true. That was a lot of fun. And our office, our our command platform yep. on that box just at the south end of the the mm-hmm. rink, that was amazing. That was great. It was great being just to oversee the vendor floor and just like, oh wow, it's all right there. Yeah. And just you know, it was it was it was great. That spoiled us. I don't think we're ever going to be able to have that ever again. Well, at TSC, we can we'll be upstairs. Oh, true. We'll have that that deck. So we can we can oversee everything from up there, kind of thing. That works. So not quite the same, but similar. Fair point. Yeah. So you yeah. make a valid point. <laughs> I have those once in a while. I am so. impressed with your valid point. So yeah, because I'm, that's I'm, what I'm, she said. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited about this year. Good. That's the important. <laughs> I, I think it, as long as we can get some our, 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 the guest situation and get people more comfortable and everything and yeah so it's mm-hmm. so everyone out there have your covid shots and vaccine and everything and help us help you that's yeah. all we're going to ask is just please for the love of god don't fight us you know if you've got if you've got a concern with something we are doing let us know absolutely don't keep it in mm-hmm. but just work with us because we're trying to come up with the best answer for as many people as possible. And discuss it with us. Don't attack us with it. Oh God! Discuss yeah. It with us. yeah, I mean, there's people he who wants to shut you down. Everyone. Yeah, the, the, that's just we're gonna just drown you out at that point if yeah. you attack. And if you don't want to get the vaccine, don't don't flaunt it. Don't be like, uh, you know, that's that that's that bugs me. I mean, I understand people not wanting to get the vaccine. I I, I I'm okay with that, but don't. Don't flaunt it. Flaunt it and don't be, um, just don't throw it in people's faces and, and be kind of rude about it. Because mm-hmm. I've seen that a lot. And, and, and it makes no damn sense. You know, it's, I don't, I mean, no one loves wearing the mask, but I know I've seen in Wegmans who still has the mask policy, people flaunting around Wegmans without the mask and, you know, acting like they're, you know, they're, 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 they're doing the whole dare me. Dare, I'm daring you to, to challenge me. Yeah. And it's not, it's, I, I understand if you don't want to get vaccinated, you don't want to wear a mask, but think of other people. You know, it's it you're wearing a mask inside of a store is a small thing to do. You know, it mm-hmm. you know, it as soon as you walk out the door, rip it off at you know, fine, not out the door, but it, you know, while these policies are still in place, make other people comfortable. Because, you know, I don't love masks, but I was a little uncomfortable with those with the people like doing that. Yeah. And it's just, you know, I, I be considerate of others. Think of their feelings as not just your own, you know, in, on your own time, you know, whatever, be proud of yourself for not getting the vaccine or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for some of us, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an at risk person. I, you know, I get cancer on my cancer drugs right now. I'm at my, my stuff is, you know, my immunities are, are low and everything. So think of other people, you know, it's, that's, that's my message. And that is an excellent message, by the way. Yeah, I have to say. So, uh, anyway, so yeah, I mean, there's a little two cents worth. I don't know. I didn't mean to get off on that subject, but yeah. no, that's what we do. We save the world. We save that's the right. world in our own little way. That's right. Be be considerate of others. Think of others. Don't think of yourself. Think of the big picture. Yep. Don't just think of your own little world. Think of the big picture. And that's what I always try to do for whatever I do. I think I try to think of the big picture, mm-hmm. you know, for all these differing views of everything that people have. I try to listen. 
I, I try to understand where everybody's coming from, and, I, and, and some I agree, some I don't. Right. You know, I, I'm not. I, I lean. You know, we've talked about this before. I, I lean more Democrat, but there's some stuff that you know. There's other viewpoints that I like that I agree with too. So it's there's not a not a one size fit all. Right. You well, you lean very practical, is what mm-hmm. you lean. Yeah. You lean practical. You don't lean towards liberal or conservative. It depends on the the situation. Depends on the issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you you've always been very practical and grounded. Mm-hmm. You know, for this the better it's probably the best way to describe it. And um, you know, and it's it's a matter of just looking at a situation and going, really is is that is that right? Does you that know? make sense? Is Does really that make sense? sense? You know, and mm-hmm. and there are times where you know a lot of people need to learn this lesson, where if it has no effect on you whatsoever, it doesn't matter what other people do with their lives. Right. If it isn't hurting you or the people around you, then you have nothing to worry about. You know, get right. your fingers out of somebody else's life. Don't, yeah, don't try to control other people. Well, that's you that's only, kind of that's the funny thing about like about some of the you know the, the groups that you know don't don't control me but do what I say. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I I don't want to live. I, I'm not going to live that way. So that means you can't live that way either. Right. Okay. That does that sort of yeah. Do you see what you're saying here? You know, yeah. it's <laughs> that's I, I really and that's really where I have my problem with religion. Mm-hmm. Or you know, I let me be very clear. I do not have a problem if you profess a religion. More power to you. I hope you are getting uplifted and and fulfilled by that. That is cool. Okay. My problem is when, as, as I as I said in my example, my problem stems from when somebody says, "Well, my religion doesn't allow that, so you can't do it either." Mm-hmm. I don't profess your religion. That doesn't matter. The world should not behave like this. Okay. My way is the best way. So do my, what yeah. I say. You know, yeah. I, I will hear it all the time. God needs to be back in schools. Okay, cool. Which one? <laughs> yeah. You tell me which one. Do you, you are we going with um yeah, like Zeus. I want Zeus. Zeus Zeus yes. was badass. I mean, yeah. seriously, when you think about it, there's there are no frost giants and oh that's Odin. Never mind. That's right. I was thinking Odin, because Odin I would go Norse if I could. The Norse but I don't have the build to be a Norseman. No, I mean, <laughs> not gonna do it. I can respect them from a distance, but there's no way that anybody would ever just you know mistake me for a Viking, right? <laughs> yeah, live and let. I mean, yeah, if you're not, if it's not something that's hurting other people, leave them the hell alone. Right. If you're not, like, if you know the way they're living, if you know, if you don't agree with gay marriage, then mm-hmm. don't then don't get into a gay marriage. But respect, yeah. but respect people who are, you know, who, this is their, this is their, who they are. This is their life. So respect them for that. You know, that let them live the way they want to live. Exactly. You know, I, it, I, I, I will probably never be in a gay, I'll probably never be mar- in a gay marriage. Yeah, me know? neither. You I don't know? think so. At least I, you never know. Somebody might come along and sweep me off my feet. You never know. But weird, I mean, right weird now. things I have, have been known to happen in my life. That's right. You know, but it, I, but I. I mean, all my I know lots of people who are and I they're great people and I love these people you know it's yep and I have no problem with this is their life because it's their life <laughs> exactly you know you know um we had I had a friend of the family my my mother introduced us to him uh really early on I think it was like 12 or 13 when I first met this man he's he unfortunately a couple of years ago passed away his name was Jimmy Catalano mm-hmm. just an absolutely amazing human being uh, you know what his profession was? He was a florist. That's how okay. we met him. And all he really wanted to do was just see the beauty in everything and be friends with people and and make sure that they were enjoying. He would throw the most amazing parties. He was just Is that the one you talked about, told me about before. Yes, I'm pretty sure of it. I, I, I have his. I have his um the the card from his memorial uh, on my the hutch of mm-hmm. my china cabinet hutch in my dining room, <clears throat> and. Um, you know, this was, he was the mayor of Park Ave. Yes, I mean, he yes, he's definitely, yeah, yes, you were the, yes. Yes, he's the one. Yeah, he was just an astounding individual. And I remember meeting him and he was the first, to be quite honest, he was probably the first gay person or outward gay person mm-hmm. I had met at 12 years old. 
you know, it's entirely possible that I met other gay people before that. But, you know, right. in the 70s and 80s, you're closeted to high hell because society yeah, was, was going to 80s, yeah. society was going to hurt you if you if you stepped out. Mm -hmm. But Jimmy didn't care. Jimmy was who he was. He, he didn't flaunt it. He just lived his life, which is. Yeah. And and I remember because, you know, I was raised in Catholic schools, We mm -hmm. you know, and, and here we are you know, homosexuality bad. Homosexuals are evil. Homosexuals are, are terrible. And I'm like, wait. Huh? I, I know Jimmy Catalano, and this does not compute. Yeah. Have you met him before? <laughs> you know, okay. you know, it was like, wait, are we? Wait, huh? And it it never made sense to me, you mm -hmm. know. And I was, and I remember on his deathbed, he he welcomed people into his home because he he knew he knew because he had had can, he had um, uh, bladder cancer, mm -hmm. and it just it spread before he could get to it. He had mm -hmm. been smoking all of his life, and he did, you know, he understood that was it was the this was the the consequence of his actions. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, there you have it. But when he knew he had given up uh, and and treatment was no longer going to be viable and he decided that was it, I'm not going to suffer any longer. I'm just going to let myself go. Um, he he opened up his home. He and his, his partner, Bruce, uh, opened up their home and people just came in in a procession one after the other. So he basically had his wake before he passed. Mm, yeah. And because and so, he wanted to be able to, to say thank you to the people who came to pay their respects to him. He wanted to let them yeah. know that that he appreciated them. What an amazing opportunity. I'm telling you, my, my mom and him were very close and my mom was not going to go. She just didn't know how to face it. And, I, and Erica and I had gone earlier in that day and just had a wonderful time talking to him and getting a chance to tell him. And, and I told him, I said, you know, I, I told him how he was essentially the first homosexual that I had ever met mm -hmm. and how he set the standard for how I appreciate and understand their, 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 that they are people. Mm -hmm. And and I told him, I said, you know, I, I had, you know, I had all these people telling me how it was bad and it was bad. It, you shouldn't be this way. And, and, but I knew you, Jimmy, and, and, <laughs> it, and did, it didn't did compute. <laughs> it just didn't fit. And, and I said, cause I know Jimmy and Jimmy just wants the world to be pretty and, and for people to be happy and, and enjoying themselves and, and being safe and, you know, and caring and being all together. It, it never made sense to me that that gay should be ostracized. And I told him, you know, and I'm so, I think I did it more for myself than for him, but I made a point of saying, you know, you, when you, when you look at it in the final analysis, Jimmy, you were my hero because you, you helped me see the world better than other people in my generation. And, you know, and he, and I cried and we hugged yeah. and, and then he and Erica hugged and, and I went to, you know, I, I said my piece with Bruce and, you know, and, and I, we went to go sign the, the book and everything and then, you know, put a little card in there and get our picture taken and whatnot. And I called my mom and she's like, I'm not sure if I, I can do that. And I said, you can, you can, mm -hmm. and you will. I said, Erica and I will stay here and we will wait. Jimmy is asking for you, which he actually didn't, but I didn't have the heart to tell him. <laughs> you know? um, he was just, he asked about her in, in so far as that he wanted to make sure she was, she was well and that she mm -hmm. was happy and, and that she, you know, that she was doing okay. And um, she had hurt her foot um about a year earlier so he wanted to make sure she was walking steady and things like that so he was more concerned with her than about himself yeah. right well, he, he knew he knew he knew his state so you know yeah he knew he you know he knew his his place and things so i convinced her to come out and and it, i'm so grateful i did and she's grateful that i did mm -hmm. and it was a wonderful experience and and there's a great picture that was i just i remember or i'm reminded of this because that the picture uh, circled around on facebook recently and so i saw it again and it's just you, you got to appreciate people while they're here and you got to keep your mind open as to what's going on around you. And what an amazing time I mean, to be able to, you, you, you know, your time is coming. Let's have that, that final thing with me here that I can appreciate it versus just, you know, yeah. for everybody else. Let, let, let me, yeah. And just, let me, I could only hope that I would have and, that kind of a, oh, an opportunity. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm -hmm. where you're able, you're able to do that. That's just, yeah. And versus, yeah, I think of other, yeah, other situations where yeah, just mm -hmm. it's not mm -hmm. attractive, is it? No, we can talk about something else if you want. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah but yeah. So, but anyways, um, yeah, live your lives. Um, yeah, well, that's the thing, you know. That's my life is too short. I mean, you gotta, you gotta just. You got to do, man. You got to do the thing, right? That's that's what do we've been saying. That's what we've been do telling people: do the good thing, do the good thing, and and let and live your life. Let people live their lives. Don't you know? Don't hurt other people. Don't stuff that's gonna 
you know, if, if someone is doing something that's harming harming someone else, that's a different situation. You know, mm-hmm. you got the, the white then you get involved. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you got the you know white the people who are trying to oppress other people. Those are that's a problem. But if yeah. you're trying to live your life and someone's trying to do something to you, up you know uplift you know uplift uplift people. I, I th- really think you know it was, Will Wheaton has this saying. And and honestly, if I ever created a religion of my own, this would be the one and only commandment. Don't be a dick. <laughs> there you go. Just don't be a dick. Mm-hmm. You know what? What's what purpose does it serve? Don't be a dick. Okay. The second commandment would be do the thing. Do the thing. Don't be a dick and do the thing. Yeah. Or do the thing and don't do. Or which one should be first? Do the thing. Um. Yeah. I think. Yeah. That's, I, th- I think. Well, you know, to be honest, in this day and age, the first commandment probably should be "Don't be a dick." Yeah, I guess. You so. know, because Maybe people are so yeah. polarized, and, and and there is a large swath of people on both sides of the political fence. I'm not going to point mm-hmm. fingers, both but sides. there's a large swath of people who take rep. They, they take uh, enjoyment out of being the thorn in the side of the other side. Mm-hmm. When when somebody from the other side fails or is harmed by something, I see people taking enjoyment in that, and that drives me wrong. insane. Yeah. That is wrong. Mm-hmm. That is terrible. Why would you do that? You know? And, and and that's just what the hell is wrong with you? So yes, I would make the first commandment don't be a dick. Don't and then, be and then, a dick if you can be. <laughs> <laughs> if you can be anything, don't be a dick. I was thinking of the, uh, the church from Charlie Brown's song. Don't, don't be a, oh, a leaf if you can be the tree. Oh, right, 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 don't right. Okay. If you can be, I don't remember all the words, but yeah, that, yeah. Don't be a dick. Simple. And then the second command would be. Do the thing. Do the thing. The religion of, of Chris. <laughs> <laughs> the, the word according to Chris. The world. <laughs> this word. is the gospel according to Chris. <laughs> Praise be to Praise be to stilts. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> now reading from the holy book of Christopher. Don't be a dick. <laughs> do the thing. And do the thing. Let's all get drunk and play ping pong. Oh, Yay. <laughs> oh that, was a, that was a great episode. Uh, that is phenomenal. Uh, that's probably a good way to end this, isn't it? You think so? I don't know. It's a shorter episode than usual. Remember, we did a lot of like back, back behind the scenes stuff early on. Yeah, but just that's just a, a, a high then, note. You know what? That's a high note. That is definitely a high note. We can we can end the, the episode on that. Um, so yes, we are. Th- this is how we're going to save the world, Dan. We're going to. St- you know what? Let us do it now. We are officially now the Church of the Twin Towers. Can, eh, I mean, not that one. That's, little, that's, say, little, that, that's a little sacrilegious in this day and age. Say, can we can we use that at this point? In, yeah, just, it's the Church of the Wandering Dudes. Uh, it kind of has a ring to it. There you go. The Church of the, Church wandering, of the wandering Dudes. dudes. Okay. There you go. For for our listeners here, we we used to call ourselves the Twin Towers. Yes, because we were both extremely tall. And two guys that fight for. Truth, <laughs> and we're not finishing no. that. Truth that's, and justice. That's an uh, HR. If yeah. we finish that, there's an HR uh, a suit waiting to yes, happen. Yes. <laughs> um, but ever since, you know, of course, of course, 2001. When the twin been, towers fell, we just backed yeah, off of can't, it. You can't do that anymore. So, I think we did it once for nostalgia's sake. Yeah, but we did. Yeah, it wasn't as as joyful as it was in the past. No, so, I, well, yeah. it's also because we forgot the whole thing. We were like trying to figure out what to say. Well, yeah, we hadn't done it in so long. Because yeah, we kind of retired it after. We're lean, mean, party, party machines. Yeah, no, we weren't. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're lean. Yeah, well, we were. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Not lean as I used to be. Okay, so we are the Church of the Wandering Dudes. Okay, starting now. And our first commandment is don't be a dick. <laughs> and our second commandment is do the thing. Do the thing. That's great. You have I to love mem- that. You have to memorize the commandments in order to, to join. Yes, you do. <laughs> and and so we'll have a baptism ceremony for those of you who wish to join the 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 um the what clergy, the congregation. Congregation is the word I was looking for. Congregation. So if you want to be con- part of the congregation, um, you, it's basically apple pie and sprite. Sure. sure. 
That's the or, old school. Or your beverage of choice. Or your beverage of choice. How about a beverage well, you know, we, we want to be accepting of all ages, right? So we right. can't so, be accepting of all ages if we're going to say, okay, here, break out a beer. <laughs> you know, it's a beverage of choice. So it opens go. up for anything. It could be you know, a glass of water. It could be apple juice. It could be, you know, 151. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I like it. I like it. So we're, 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 and you know what? I'm already, I'm already an ordained minister, so I can do, I can perform wedding ceremonies. So now I have my church, the church of the wandering dudes. Do, do we have to register, register somewhere? Probably. I'll look into that. Church of the wandering dudes. Okay. It has the it, virtue of never been tried, I think. But, but, it, it, but is dudes inclusive? Yes, it is. Anybody can be a dude. That's right. We did say anybody can be a dude. You said it like what right. twenty five years ago. That's right. That's right. Doesn't matter age, oh, race, oh, gender. Oh. Pause. Pause that. Hang on a second. Pause. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I had been I had been cleaning right. I'd been cleaning my my because uh, I repainted my room and I've been re redesigning stuff and fixing things. Mm -hmm. And I found a little little tin can that used to be a cookie tin, right? And I kept stuff in it. And in it is a little card. Oh, you love the card. Is I that still the have card? It. We call ourselves the Six Dudes, but that is only because there started out with only six of us. But then we redefined what we wanted to be. We don't want to separate ourselves from everyone else by confining our number to six. Therefore, we keep the six in the title as a remembrance of what we started out as, but we put the six in quotes as a reminder that it is only a symbol, that there can be any number of dudes, and that gender age, race, monetary worth, personal beliefs, social standing, or anything else that makes people different from one another does not matter. There is no leader among the dudes. Everyone is an equal, and nobody has seniority over anyone else. The only thing that matters is that one is willing to accept the friendship of those who are already classified as dudes, because that's just what we are, a bunch of people who are friends. I got chills. <laughs> I remember dying. the first time I read that, I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. And then and then when you did the whole blending of everybody mm -hmm. for Dude Tape 14 Part 2, when you had everybody do it and then you meshed them all together so it was like we we're all taking over. And it, was like a, it was like a relay race, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was so amazing. I loved that. You know, oh. and that's that was the feeling that I I, I miss that feeling. I don't mm -hmm. have that feeling as much anymore, um, not in that particular circle, but right. I still have it with others, and you know, with you, you were my brother, right. right? And and but I remember you writing that. You gave me the card, and I kept it, and I had forgotten where I put it, and I found it the other day, and then you just inspired me to remember the that I had timing. it. Timing, the timing was perfect. Timing is perfect. Oh. Timing was spectacular. Oh my gosh! So we can share that. That is the mantra of the church of the wandering dude right there. That is our, our father right there. That is our, our father in a nutshell. Hello be thy dude. Oh, hello be thy dude. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, you know, uh, we're liable to say just about anything. This is great. This is, this is fun. The church of the wandering dude. <laughs> Uh, it's appropriate. It is. We need to think of a, our version of the amen because the Pastafarians, the flying spaghetti monster people have ramen. And I think that's spectacularly inspired, but we need to have something that we can go with that. I believe moment that can confirmation, like just, you know, it's gotta be better than just like, yo. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Party on. <laughs> Party on Dan. Party on Chris. Uh, that sounds strangely familiar for some reason. I don't know why. Can't tell. I can't put my finger on it right now. Yeah, it's, I, I, I can't. I've... I can put my finger on this. Whoop, hell, oh, <laughs> I just got poked in the face. That's funny. So, all right. So that's good then. Yes, I think that. That's, yeah, that's enough for one hour. <laughs> I, that was. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm glad you found that card. I know I have it somewhere, but it's. Uh -huh. uh, that's that's awesome. phenomenal. This is going to be one of those weird episodes that I actually can't wait to listen to myself. I don't typically listen to my own podcast because I just, I, I will listen to the first few minutes just to hear my own voice to see how I sounded, mm -hmm. you know, so I'm like, okay, I need to work on, I'm, I'm not resonating right, or I'm not pronouncing my words, I'm speaking too fast, whatever the case may be. That's mm -hmm. about the extent of it. Right. Um, but I think I'm going to listen to this one just for the content. That that's that's different for me. <laughs> we covered some good stuff here. We did. We're, we're, yeah, we we're, do. we're well on our way to saving the world. I think so. so. 
Yeah. I think it's funny that I'm so anti-religion in the process of it. I created one. <laughs> created There's an irony there. There's a serious irony there. I have to tell you, it's not lost on me. Irony can be so ironic. <laughs> it can be. It's true. I've noticed. Yes. That's funny. Oh my God. This is awesome. I love it. See, I keep telling people I'm not an atheist. I just don't like being a Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. This is going to be a disorganized religion. Yes. That's what we're going to do. We're going to create a disorganized religion. That should be fun. Yes. So I will talk to you soon then. Definitely. I will, uh, I will call you Thursday. I I don't think I'm going to, because I don't think game night tomorrow night on Wednesday is going to, um, let out until probably like 10, 10 30. And I know you're mm-hmm. probably already trying to crash out at that point. So I'll be, I'll I'll be a you. pumpkin at that point. So yeah. Yeah. I don't want to pumpkin you there. Um, so I will get a hold of you on Thursday and let you know how Wednesday night went. And then we can giggle about releasing this podcast on Friday. Awesome. All right. All right. I will talk to you soon. Most excellent. My brother. Party on Chris. Party on Dan. Psst, Dan. What? I gotta go. Do you mean it's time for another pee break? I gotta go, no! Well, I guess it's time for a pee break. Hi, this is Mark, and I'm president of the ADA. When I'm stuck in rush hour traffic, rather than pull out a gun and shoot the guy in front of me, I put in dude tape 14 and try to relax. Hi, this is Hubie, the first dude. I'm going to step out of character for just a moment to deliver a message to whomever might be listening to this tape. That would be you. Dan and I are confident of the quality and entertainment value of Dude Tape 14 Part 2. Therefore, we encourage all of you to make copies of the tape for your friends and encourage your friends to do the same. We'd like to see this tape spread as far and wide as our imaginations have taken us. Therefore, it's possible that you had never even met Dan or me. Now, if you don't know us, you may have many questions on your mind. What exactly is a dude tape? And for that matter, what is a dude? What about all the other dude tapes? Well, I could ramble on for, oh, at least 60 seconds. But as Dan and I have a flair for the dramatic, we'd rather show you than tell you. Dudes, dudettes, doodlings, and non-dudes. My trusty cohort Dan, the man, will now take you on a journey through time. Thanks, Yubi. Once again, this is Dan the Man, the fourth dude. I would like to welcome everyone to this retrospective of the dudes. What is a dude tape, you might ask? Well, a dude tape is basically just the message to others. Whether it be someone sitting down and talking, or if it's a full-blown entertainment experience. Since this is a landmark tape, marking a new era in dude tapes, this segment commemorates all dude tapes, past, present, and future. The present is easy. It's happening now, on this tape. The past is just about as easy, since it's already done. But a lot has gone on before. It all started with Dude Tape 1 by Christopher C. The Stilts Frank. It was a sort of audio message to Mark Huber. It just progressed on from there. Dude Tape 2 was a response to The Stilts Tape number 1 by Hubie. Dude Tape 3 was by The Stilts' his response back to Hubie. Dude Tape 4 was a response to Tape 3 by Hubie. Dude Tape 5 was by Hubie the Stilts, the Doc, and Tartles, which is basically getting together and having a good old time. Dude Tape number 6 was the entry Dude Tape by the man. It's what inspired me to want to do Dude Tape 14. Dude Tape 7 was also by the man. It was done since I had such a good time doing Dude Tape 6. Dude Tape number 8 was done by Hubie as kind of a response to the man's Tape 6 and 7 to show that I could do a tape as good as he could. Dude Tape 9 was by the man as a response back to Dude Tape 8. Dude Tape 10 was an unflattering response to Dude Tape number 9. I was none too happy with some of the comments Dan made in Tape number 9. Dude Tape 11 was by Hubie. It's just basically no response back to anything, just sitting down and just talking to the microphone. Dude Tape number 14, the infamous Dude Tape, the Dude Tape to end all Dude Tapes, one might say, was the final long-awaited collaboration of Hubie and the man. Dude Tape 16 was by Hubie and Charles is working together on a radio program. And finally, Dude Tape 44 was the solo effort trying to do as good as he did in Dude Tape 14, but not quite getting there without the outstanding wit charm and creativity of his cohort. That was done by the man. 
Well, that's the past, and we mentioned the present, but what about the future? We can only guess. As far as due tapes are concerned, there have been unsubstantiated rumors of a due tape 69 in the works with Brian and Jason, and even a due tape 24 with the stilts and the man. But of greater concern is what will happen with the dudes themselves. We've changed for the better over the years, we will continue to change. It's something that just cannot be stopped. Here is a little summary of who the dudes are. We call ourselves the Six Dudes, but that is only because there started out with only six of us. But then, then we, we redefined what we wanted to be. We do not want to separate ourselves from everyone else by confining our number to six. six. Therefore, we keep the six in the title only as a remembrance of what we started out as. And, and we, we put, put the, the six, six in quotes as a reminder that it is only a symbol that there can be any number of dudes and the gender, age, monetary worth, personal beliefs, social standing, or anything else that makes people different from one another. Does not matter. There is no leader among the dudes. Everyone is equal and nobody has any seniority over anyone else. The only thing that matters is that one is willing to accept the friendship of those who are already classified as dudes. Because that's just what we are. A, A bunch, bunch of, of people, people who are, are just, just friends. friends. Hi, this is Jason. Rather than being given a thousand paper cuts and dipped into a vat of alcohol, I'd like to throw a copy of Dude Tape 14 Part 2 into the tape deck and listen to the crazy index of Hubie and the Man. Hello, my name is Corey. I'm listening. Dude Tape 14 Part 2. Mark and Dan are real cool.